Oh my gosh. When I was doing research on this song, I was like, I can't wait to talk to Luke about mixing arpeggios. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Weird chorus guitar. What was that? That's the fucking line six pod. Do all these songs open with just a clean guitar? Yeah. So it was a big part of this era. He's got a cool chorus effect on those vocals. Yeah. He he has a distinct vocal sound. Yeah. Um, he does kind of. He looks like a fucking meathead, Rob Thomas. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't fucking unsee that. It's like what's really cool about this song too is like this drum beat is just not what you expect. I know. Yeah, it's like usually you want the like more thundering. Yeah, that's a good point. Rock. Yeah, yeah. There's a funny reason for that too. I'll get. We'll get into it. Right, cool. So much. So much good research on this one. Dude, the Rob Thomas thing is freaking this electric guitar coming in right here. Oh, okay. It's like a pretty metally riff. Yeah. Like, not riff, but the, the rhythm. Some pretty good. Yeah. Um, like, it's well written, man. They yeah. did a good job. <laughs> and there's like a riff part. No, that comes in later. Yeah, the Is George, that the solo? No, yeah, yeah, the George Benson oh, solo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the solo. Great, like, little acoustic guitar stones. I feel like this is a really well-mixed song. Yeah, those like, songs. I like the way his cymbals sound, too. Yeah. They sound serious. Yeah. What a weird music video, too. <laughs> the bass just sounding like a dull fart. <laughs> Which is, by the way, a great bass tone. It's like, yeah. <laughs> a tone. <laughs> oh, there we go with a little like metal thing. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, this is yeah, This is definitely like, oh, you can play the solo to Crypt tonight. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Those before it was like, oh, you can do a Trave solo. You can Trave. play the intro to Unholy Confessions. Wow. We, maybe next season we got to do high score rock. Oh my god. Our high score rock. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Season four, our favorite of 2000s rock. Today we're talking about the song Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Released on January 18th, 2000, it was the debut single for the band, and it was originally really? released... Yeah, yeah, it's their wow. first song. And it was originally released as just a demo for the local radio station in the band's hometown of Biloxi, Mississippi. Have you been in Biloxi before? No, 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 no. Good no. casinos. You got nice, I like casinos. Yeah, you got nice like river river casino, riverboat casino. Oh, culture. is it? Uh, is it, uh, is, yeah, is yeah. It, are they on the Mississippi? Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. so you can you can play some craps and listen oh. to Three Doors Down. And yeah, <laughs> I've been getting into craps. Yeah, really. I've never played. Yeah. I don't really understand it, but it's probably not that complicated. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so radio stations started playing the shit out of this demo. That's crazy. And it eventually peaked at number three on the Hot 100. And then it was re-record. It was recorded in New York City and produced by Paul Ebersold. No relation to Jamie Ebersold. But <laughs> that's a fucking heady joke right there. <laughs> if you get that joke, please reach out to us. Please. Like, we probably oh want to be your friend. <laughs> um, so this is we did a song. I can't remember what season it was. Maybe season three, but it could have been season two. Shaggy. It wasn't me. Yeah. Same thing. Where it was thing. like a demo. 
And then a radio station just went nuts on it. It's like, what a cool thing that used to happen occasionally. Yeah, dude. And it's like, is there a version of that now? Probably like a, to just TikTok. Yeah, as yeah. like lame and no, that's that out makes touch, perfect sense. Know? Yeah, yeah, that's that was smart. I was like thinking like some some Twitch streamer. But it's t- kind of the same thing. Yeah, but TikTok is like the the right answer. <laughs> um, I fucking hate TikTok though because it automatically plays volume out of your phone oh, when yeah, you yeah, use yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm playing in restaurants, it's just like trappy hi hats coming out of everyone's phone from yeah, like everywhere. It's like I know. Ah, d- God damn you, China. <laughs> China. <laughs> um, this is like a new segment I'm trying out on our podcast, but I can't ever find anyone's, but it's on this day in history. Oh, right? nice. nice. So nothing's I'm into ha- that. Okay, yeah, okay, nothing's cool. happened yet okay, for any cool. of this. But on this one, um, the Tagish Lake meteorite hits planet Earth. No shit. Yeah, which I think is really funny because didn't the actual Superman, which he's oh. not a real person, but it, isn't the story that it was a meteor that hits planet Earth? I think so. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So do you, th- and it's like, this is when the song was released and it's all about Superman. It's yeah. like, do you think like the dates have a cosmic connection, like Zodiac shit? Are you into that? I mean, I'm not, but th- this makes me a believer. <laughs> and now I have to get yeah, in. I like the segment. <laughs> the song was written by the group's vocalist, Brad Arnold, which is a hilarious He's got name. got two first names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, uh, apparently he wrote the song in math class. When he was 15. Wait, what was his name again? Brad Arnold. Oh, for a second there, I was like Tom Arnold thinking no, no, about the dude. I wish. Like, that dude would have <laughs> been a great. His face came to my head. Uh, would you call me a Superman? <laughs> <laughs> that was my Tom Arnold impression. Not great. Um, so you wrote this song in math class when he was 15, and apparently it's the first song he ever wrote. Cool. According to Arnold, quote, the skippy little drum beat in the song was just me beating on my desk. It's almost exactly the beat we played to, just kind of drumming, skipping along with it. Can you just picture yeah. some board, like some board kid and geometry or whatever, just going, yep, and then writing a song? Yep. Ugh. Are are people even? Do people even get that bored anymore to do side that? angle side? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like geometry. What was your favorite math? I uh, thought. Dude, I thought geometry was cool. It was the only one that yeah. made kind of sense to me. Yeah, I was into geometry. I wish that they just drilled arithmetic every year at harder and harder levels so yeah. you could become like calculus. Because I feel like I use arithmetic a lot. Just like more advanced addition, more yeah, advanced yeah. Percentages, like percentages. being able to do percentages in your head. Yeah. Um, Luke, did you ever write songs? No. What, what was going on? Uh, like never? You've written like little pieces of music though, but never like a song in your head where you're like, it's uh, got words and stuff? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what was going on in your musical life at 15? I was in bands for yeah, sure, yeah. but we'd write riffs, mm-hmm. you know. And then, honestly, I so I can't remember how we wrote songs. It was so <laughs> long ago; they were so dysfunctional. It's like, so hard to write a song when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I know. Like I don't remember. I don't remember. The cool thing to do in high school was co- cover popular songs. Yeah, exactly. Like play the Atreyu song. Or <laughs> or play, play the Census Fail. Play song. this one. This was big. A Census yeah. Fail. Nice. Um, do you do you remember the movie Corky Romano? That name sounds really familiar. With Chris Kattan. He's like, it's like a yes. mafia movie. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, shitty yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember. <laughs> he, this song was in that movie. And I always think about that. What a great era. <laughs> um, so Luke, how do you, how do you, would you mix a busy drum part like this? Like this has got like that kind of that weird beat where you used to like a more of a halftime approach to drums in these songs. Yeah. Or like on the beat. This is. Yeah. It's got that like. Gene Krupa and Benny Goodman sing sing yeah, sound. Yeah, it does. So it's like, but how do you mix that to make it still sound like heavy and aggressive? Because they do it on this song. It doesn't sound like light. I wouldn't say this song is like bouncy and light. Yeah. 
You need the right drums, honestly. Yeah. Like if you have a big rock drum kit mm-hmm. and you it, like go to play a jazz thing, it's still gonna sound like a rock kit. Interesting, yeah. You know? Yeah. But if you have like a jazz kit and you're playing rock music, you're like, what the heck is wrong with this fucking kit? Yeah, it just sound kind of weak. Yeah. Yeah, because these drums sound great. Yeah, I think it just depends on the actual kit being used. And the dude's tom sound fucking awesome. Yeah. Like when he does those tom fills, <laughs> that floor tom sounds great. What do you want your toms to sound like usually? I can't describe it, but I know when I hear it. Yeah, yeah. I always love. I know when yeah. I hear it. Like that's how the time is supposed to sound. Well, that's music right there. Like we try so hard to describe it, and we do a pretty good job. But mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, nobody can ever really describe what music is. Right. It's like it, it exists beyond words. Um, the guitar part is is like based around like an arpeggio kind of figure. Yeah. And like I guess very loosely translated, an arpeggio is just when you play notes of a chord in succession as opposed to like all at once. Um, But like something that I, that I always think is like in music, when you play a chord, none of the notes really stand out. Mm -hmm. So it becomes like a block of melodic information. And that like supports like a melody and a melody is like a vocal or whatever. But an arpeggio is a melody. Yes, it is. So like, how do you mix a song that has arpeggios going on and also a vocal, vocal melody where like, I don't really get distracted Right by, by the constant changing of notes on the guitar. Right, I feel like when I'm thinking about the song in my head, I feel like the vocal melody kind of also follows the up and down of the arpeggio because the vocal melody is kind of oh, doing the. Yeah. It's kind of going the up and down. Dun, 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 yeah, it follows the same contour. It's like I just feel like the movement has to be there. To, and yeah. honestly, contour is a musical term yeah. that we used for voice leading. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like the melodic part has to have contour within itself. Yeah. Or it needs to be very basic. Like if you're like the singer-songwriter and you're doing mm-hmm. the finger picking, yeah, yeah, but yeah. your vocal is very simple. Mm-hmm. So it, Which this one kind of is. It really is. But yeah, I agree. There's you a lot more see what I'm like, the whole Yeah, like, they, work, they work together. It's like if the parts work together, you don't really have to worry. It has too. to be written yeah. and worked together. So basically what you're saying is like Bach could have written this song. <laughs> Definitely. And you would mix this song like that. Like if yeah. I had to pull this up and I like the, the guitar and the vocal to me would almost be a unit. Like they need to complement, they need to go together. And then the rhythm section complements that. that. That's how I would approach it. That's pretty cool. I it's almost I like hearing, really it's almost hearing it as one. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was like thinking about like, oh, maybe they just like panned it. <laughs> well, the panning is important because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how you get the separation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, it's like panned off to the left, and that's how you get them from like not being like on top of each other. You know how do you how do you mix acoustic guitars where they sound loud, but like you can audibly hear that they're an acoustic guitar with all these other instruments going right. on? I always wonder that. Yeah. So the trick with acoustic guitar, if the production is light. I like the acoustic guitars more like tucked in the stereo image mm-hmm. because they can breathe there and yeah. they just sound bigger there. But when you have a really dense production, if you take an acoustic guitar and you pan it all the way to the left or yeah, all yeah. the way to the right, so it's just coming out of the one speaker. That, that's what they have just in this take, song, Yeah, right? for some reason, it just takes, you hear that thing. That's That's really cool. Yeah, it's these are really fun songs to talk about mm-hmm. from to ask you mixing questions on because like you know when i heard these when they first came out i didn't fucking know that anybody mixed songs yeah i didn't i had no idea how they recorded this stuff i just assumed a band played it all at once yeah like in a garage like one microphone yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah they all plugged in yeah they they made the song yeah exactly but like no way it's like there's so much that goes on and it's really cool to like listen to them with that sort of like headspace so i'm having fun this season dude yeah i know it's been great best youtube video comment one episode here goes out to random awesome 
Nice. Okay. Who, okay. who writes, you'll love this one. It's so heartfelt. <laughs> who writes, quote, just know that in my twilight years, when my mind is frosted over with age and dementia, it's songs like these that'll tether me to some part of my original self. My tastes may change over the years, but these songs are more than music. They are the primordial markers that shaped me growing up. I'll never tire of you. <laughs> Random awesome. The Random awesome. You know what that reminds me of? What? You know like computer RAM? Yeah, yeah. Random awesome memory. <laughs> Is that what it stands for? It stands for random access memory. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Random, random awesome memory. memory. It's a computer nerd joke. Awesome of 4000. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review our show and help spread the word virtually or in real life. We've got a playlist on Spotify and more on Instagram and Patreon. I'll put a link to that stuff in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Coming next week, we've got Headstrong by Tracks. 